When we try to just be like them, when we try to show them that, you know, the Jew, what we do is we make a lot of money or the Jew is successful, we build big houses and we do, they're like, stop trying to be good at what we do in the physical world. Can you just become what you're meant to become? Hi everybody, this is Ari Ben-Shushan. And this is Yossi Ben-Shushan. And this is the Two Cents Podcast. Brought to you and powered by Meaningful Minute. How are we doing, everybody? Welcome back. Very special uh, Two Cents podcast. We are getting together. It's pretty early out of here in L.A. And uh, it's snowing in Cleveland, so two good reasons why. It's very early for a, for, for a snow day. Yeah, that, 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 that is true. Um, but we're here because we both agreed that uh, from the busy schedules, we try to keep to a specific schedule. But there's nothing specific. And there's nothing scheduled anymore inside the reality that the world is today. And right. Yes and I uh, kept on saying, look, we got to make this happen somehow. So here we are um, in, in, in the greatest of times, in the worst of times. And we're trying now to just maybe talk to each other for a few minutes uh, to help make sense of it. Probably more for ourselves uh, than for anybody listening. But we figured while we try to make sense of it for ourselves, we'll let, let everybody give a listen in on it so yeah. um yeah, yeah. so we so haven't we haven't uh we haven't spoken together about uh uh even off i'm saying off of everything we really haven't spoken i i think both of us all of us um have been really uh just occupied with uh trying to um affect and help and do and 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 do our part and everything we haven't really gotten to to really go into it for ourselves yet um you know that's a certain reality that uh i think many lines of work have is that you know you have to throw yourself in and then at a certain point you could finally uh take that time to process so for me this yeah. is my processing yeah, to sit down and just take take stock on your own of what's happening so like ever since yeah. this whole craziness began i'm sure yassi like myself you know a lot of places a lot of speeches a lot of schools wanted you to come and talk to the kids a lot of parts of the community wanted some kind of a chizuk which is wonderful and which is really baruch hashem in a way at least feeling like you're doing something towards it you know a lot of right. people just feeling as if is there more i can do and i think we should start off with this thought just the wake of the sleeping giant the giant right. got away it just out of a slumber cholesterol has been brought to its greatest you know Rev Berkowitz well, Ari, say, I, I just think I think uh I, I just think just to I I don't know when you know this might be many years into the future someone's watching this we are referring to the oh, uh God. the events of uh October 7th of uh, the invasion of Hamas terrorists, uh, first into uh, Steyrot and uh, the Moshavim and the the horrors that that happened and the ensuing uh, response and war time that we're in uh, right now. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Thank you. So Roberkowitz would always say that when our back is up against the wall, the Jews are at their best. And there isn't right. more of a showing or a proof of that than what the response was of all of Kleistral. And I don't know about you, but if there's ever been a time that I was more proud to be a Jew, that I, that I felt more connected to Yidden, that I felt more connected to my brothers and sisters around the globe as one, I've never felt it more than now. And I'm so, so proud right now to be a yid and that is something that i think everybody no matter where i went to go speak no matter where i went to go and have discussions with people everybody said is just the most beautiful thing and let this just be a memory for everybody let this just be a recall because you know we were kids uh when 9 11 happened uh teenagers and there's a lot that I'm sure at the time we felt was such a stark reality that it's not something we would ever let slip our minds. But 
as time goes, that's how it goes. But so let it just be said that Klai Yisrael mobilized like one body as one people, and we felt that a part of ourselves is hurting, and we will give everything, everything we have for them. The amount of money that has been poured in to Eretz Yisrael from every last vestige. But forget about the money. Money's easy. The amount of clothing, the amount... I don't know what Israel's mechas is doing, Yossi. I, I, I have no idea how... No, I'm serious how they're processing. Because when you and I used to fly to Israel, so that was Yom Hadin. When, when you would show up, yeah. when you would show up to Israel, so there's mechas. Mechas means the uh, tax authority, that as you would walk yeah. through, they'd be sitting there and looking at your bag, stopping you, x-raying it now. And now the amount of videos that we see in the hundreds and hundreds and now thousands and thousands of uh, amazing saving bags amazing saving suitcases <laughs> that are being sent out amazing savings must they should give 10 percent of just their sale of suitcases yeah, yeah. to just suitcases yeah <laughs> i'm just on the suitcases it's, it's yeah. all it's all using and yeah, if right. you are flying territory and you have a personal amazing saving suitcase you will not be <laughs> can you imagine right. standing there Without at the luggage and you're waiting now for your amazing saving suitcase that has your personal stuff and as it all starts right. to come in, there's 500 amazing saving suitcases and bulletproof vests, uh, just ballistic uh, glasses, helmets. It's never ending and everybody's sending it. And then all the kids taking up their responsibility, writing all the letters, seeing the tanks covered in letters of kids from everywhere there was one soldier who was a teacher over here in Maimo. he was a teacher in one of the elementary schools over here and um he moved back to israel a few years ago and now he is called up as a reserve and he sent a video to the la community and he was saying that when he came back from the front line just to take a somewhat of like a, a rest and so there was like a rest area he stopped by to clean himself up and there was a box and it said take stuff out of this box and he just there was so many letters. He put his hand inside. He came out with a bunch of letters. And it was from children, not from the elementary school that he taught in, but from Emek, from a different elementary school. And he said, there they are. And he started reading one after the other. And you see him getting emotional. And all the kids wrote, you're my hero. All the kids wrote, be safe. You know, we're praying for you. We mobilized. And the Tehillim, the amount of Tehillim going on in every single vestige. And then yeah. Shy Groucher, this guy, running around. Uh, wow, wow! I, you know he's sitting, he's sitting shiva for his father, and he comes running out. And, and he brought washing machines to the front line. The guy, he, he brought showers, and wow. So, so to me, to me, a lot of it, you know, just on that one point, a lot of it wasn't just you know send them. Uh, bulletproof vest and it was like we we're such Jews we, and I say that in the most loving appreciative and proud way the second or the minute all the medical stuff was sent the bulletproof vests and helmets were sent then it was just mayhem fear game you had these hey, Svarty grandmothers cooking you know couscous and vegetables <laughs> just duct taping full pans and just shipping it to Israel just to wherever we'll take like they had socks and I'm saying they're gonna have Ferrari's gonna be sending like just you know who knows how many cars just for like it's just it's it's amazing it's incredible um I I want to get though to like a few points I I fortunately or unfortunately had found out right away like 4 a.m our time uh, what was uh, what was going on? We had uh, some people in the house here who um, uh, weren't uh, actually some people were keeping one day and, and some people who weren't religious. Um, and I come down, <clears throat> I heard a commotion. I come down and they're all on their phones and they're all like, you know, uh, uh, I got to hear everything. Baruch Hashem, uh, Rabbi Elia Brudney was in our area for for Simchas Tyra. So I got wow. to go straight to him and get uh, get a drach and get advice on 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 certain things, um, but 
on my way to shul, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what changed from yesterday to today? Like what, you know, first of all, Erev Shemini Atzeres, me like everyone else, you know, we were, you know, I, I was worried or stressed out about a million different things. I, I, I cannot for the life of me remember a single one. I have no idea what was important. Right. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. It could have been an oil change that I still probably have not gotten. Like, I have no idea. I don't know. And it doesn't matter because our focus was smacked back into place. And I, I want to be clear here. Um, I'm, I'm personally, I maybe disagree. I don't know, but I'm personally not about, you know, speaking for Hashem. Oh, that I know you don't, you know, disagree on. I'm not about speaking for Hashem saying that this happened for this reason. And this is why, and this is what we have to work on. I, I'm not, but I am very much into messaging and Ramazan of how things happen and what we can learn from them. But I'm not going to go around saying that that's the reason or that, you know, or that's the reason why these people, you know, uh, uh, unfortunately, now, you know, uh, uh, bad things happen and these people were spared. I, I'm not the Rabbanu Shalom. I don't go around playing that game. But, and I think it's a very dangerous game to go around playing both in this world, uh, just stop messaging people for the messages of people. And after 120, I don't want to come up and be like, I know I did this, Avera, did that, Avera. And Rashaun was like, no, I, I put you in those situations. I actually understood those. I do have a few questions, though, about uh, your representation of why I did certain things. <laughs> and when you spoke for me, uh, that, <coughs> that I'd like to talk about. <coughs> But I'm walking, <clears throat> I'm walking to shul, <clears throat> and I'm thinking, what changed from yesterday to today? And I realized that we left the sukkah. I went for the obvious one right away. You know, we left the sukkah. We left the, uh, the protection of the Amara Anan, of the sukkah. And as I'm walking, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, isn't that, now this is how Yassi Meshishan's mind just does its own thing sometimes. I'm like, isn't that the weirdest Worst protection that Rabbanishon could have given us in the Midbar, uh, a cloud. It's like the worst, it's, it's literally the worst protection a person can have is a cloud. It's like, have all the sand and all the rocks in the Midbar build up these massive walls around us. And a cloud can't actually protect anything. You could walk. Every time we fly through a cloud <coughs> with my kids, they're always saying, they're like, wow, we could go through. But it, there's nothing that impressive. It's just a cloud. It's just mist. It's just air, it's just vapor, there's nothing there. And and the obvious answer is, is you're right. That's why the Rabbanishom shows a cloud. Because they can't protect you. There, there is nothing there. It was all Hashem all the time. So I said, it's not that we left the sukkah, it's that we left Hashem in the sukkah. And I'm going back and forth on, on different things, but this got my mind to thinking that there is no protection. I, I don't even think there's really a Hamas in this world. There's no, it's all, it's all messaging from the Rabbanu It's all messaging from how the world is set up and, and what we, and I keep hearing people say, and, and this is why the Satan's uh, tool that he's using over here is the news to try to keep convincing us that Hashem's not running this show and it's everyone else. And it's not. So, I, I keep thinking to myself, I, I keep hearing from people, the Israeli government fell asleep at the wheel, right? They weren't ready. They weren't, I've been down to the, I've been down to the South. Okay. I, I've, I've been up North obviously, but I've been down to the South. I've been to the a few times. You couldn't walk five feet without like a platoon of very highly trained soldiers just hanging around. Just th this wasn't a, a falling asleep at the wheel. And even if it was falling asleep at the wheel, I think it's just a remez. I know nothing about politics. I know nothing about the Israeli government. I know nothing about their protocol. I don't know. Maybe it was falling asleep. With her. I have no idea. But I think it's a remez for us. The Israeli government aren't the ones who fell asleep at the wheel. We all fell asleep at the wheel. We were all very much enjoying the quiet. And when it's quiet, we get to start looking around. I was just in, in a community over here, a very big Jewish community, and I, I, was, I was saying this over. We all start getting bored. And when we do that, we start creating these separations between us and other Jews, between us and ourselves with the most minute detail. He's not wearing the right shirt. That person's not wearing the right yarmulke. That one's socks aren't okay. So I don't associate with them. Like, that, that's not 
who we are. That's not, and <clears throat> we fell asleep at the wheel. We forgot the importance of obviously Yisrael, of, of connecting, of being there for each other. We forgot. It was all of us. And I think the most important thing we forgot, because you mentioned to him, I think the most important thing we forgot, and I'll, I'll pass it over to you, but I think the most important thing we forgot is the power of a Jew. We keep, you know, the, the real thing that we left, because some of us were still in the sucker, the real thing we stopped doing the day beforehand was was the Arbaminim. And the last thing we held was the Arabas. And I think so much of Kali Yisrael on the whole remnant of a whole vert that uh, that every Jew is a, is a, one of the Arbaminim. Really, we're all the Arbaminim, but <clears throat> the entire uh, uh, idea is that I, I think so much of Klai Yisrael feels like the Arabas. They're like, just leave it to the Esraigim of Klai Yisrael, leave it to the Lulavim of Klai Yisrael. They'll take care of everything. They'll what? No, the the Arabas are the last ones we hold, and you can have the most beautiful Lulav and Esraig in the world if they're not tied together with an Arava. They're worthless. It's a bracha levatala. The whole thing is worthless. I think this wakes up the Aravis that your Tehillim is not valuable. It's not. Until you say it. It's the neshama behind the Tehillim that's saying it that makes it powerful. But just buying a Tehillim, putting it in a picture frame and hanging it up on my wall, it's not a mezuzah. It has no strength on its own. Until there's a neshama behind it saying it, that's your neshama. I think where we fell asleep is we forgot how important we are. We forgot how important connecting to each other are. And we forgot why something like Tehillim works. It's because of how deeply important every single Jew is. And I really, if we, if there's one thing we never forget from this entire thing, and we never stop doing, it's valuing each Jew. That, that's my piece on it. Ari... I got a fever, <laughs> and the only cure <laughs> is my collars and coat shirt. So I did it yesterday. I've been meaning to do this for, oh, funny. for forever, and I did it yesterday because I, I had to. I went for a run in a collars and coat shirt. I did it. I went oh, out. No. I did a jog in a collars and coat oh, shirt. Oh, no. And I want you to know something. <laughs> it might Testing been, the product. Yeah. It might have been better than what I normally go for a run. It, it was amazing. It really was incredible. First of all, the the flexibility of it is is unbelievable. I honestly keep forgetting that I'm wearing a white shirt constantly. I, if I'm, I, I don't want to stain it, and I don't want to. It's like I I value it, and I don't want to. So I constantly forget that I'm wearing it. But it is amazing when you're wearing it with a tie and a jacket or a sweater, whatever it is. No one can tell. That you're wearing a polo shirt underneath. Incognito. Now. Incognito. And also, I just, my favorite one, I tried them all. I tried them all at this point. My favorite one, I mean, for the summer, my favorite one are the polos by far. But my favorite one right now is actually the long sleeve button down. It is the most comfortable yep. thing ever. It's like wearing pajamas all day. It's amazing. Yeah. The, uh, the, the collar and the cuffs are both strong and they stay true. Uh, throughout even after a, a bunch of washes which by the way they're wrinkle free you, you just wash them and you dry them you put them up wash there's them no ironing um really just uh we we love them so come join us yeah collars and Get co come collars and co.com and we're not just here um, to give use you a promo yeah, code we're not here just to give you good ideas we're here to give you uh some savings some savings let them know the that money. Save the money. sent you by giving them promo code two cents, two cents. That's the word two, two cents, two cents mm. will save you 15%. <laughs> and Why don't you talk like at the you're same gonna time? Love as it. Me? <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting about the cloud, Yas, that's saying it's the worst protection. So, uh, Rev Berkowitz brought the moral over there by Itzias Mitzrayim that the Pusik says that Hashem. <coughs> had an Anan, Hashem had a cloud, and Hashem had a Malach. Both. The Pasuk says that it was both. Frekta Maral, he asks, I don't understand. What did you need a cloud for, and what did you need an angel for? Have one or the other. So it says over there that you know, the Egyptians were shooting arrows and different things, and that Hashem brought the cloud and brought the Malach over there 
to separate them, to to catch the arrows or to stop it. And so either have an angel stop it or make your cloud thick enough to stop it. I don't know, like just one of the two, why have both? And says the Maral that the cloud is just a representation of a Malach only being right. able to do something in this world if there is the thinnest of physical hosts for it to grab onto. That the angel was sent to do its job, but if there isn't a physical host, if there isn't something there for the angel to latch onto to do it, then it can. And so Hashem had to put the thinnest thing possible, like you said, which makes no sense. It's just not a protection. But for you to see that, of course, it's not the cloud. Of course, it's Hashem. But to put the thinnest physical thing out there to be able to protect us all. And we <coughs> hadn't seen, number one, that there was a thin veil of something that <coughs> a mist, perhaps, that there was always an angel around all of Kali Yisrael. And it still is, you know. <laughs> We still have to appreciate that as this point now, uh, whatever today's date is, today's November 1st. So so it's been three <coughs> weeks now that at this point, there have been over 6,000 rockets that have been shot into Israel from the beginning of October 7th. Over 6,000 rockets, and a lot of them hit main Israel. A lot of them hit uh, Tel Aviv in different places. And Hashem has put that cloud back. It's there with the angel catching every arrow. It's there making sure that the protection is Baruch Hashem solid. But what you said over there, that falling asleep at the wheel, I mean, yeah, you know, seeing all the protests around everywhere else, seeing the world lose its marbles, seeing the world lose its mind is something where we have to take a stark, uh, uh, just reality check right now, which is that it's not like the whole world was waiting and baiting their time. It just, in an instant, it just, to be honest, I don't know how they got all of those Palestinian flags to all of those different protests. I'm not sure. <laughs> it was, was like prime one day. Was prime working on overdrive that day? I, I really, But all of a sudden, 7,000 people started marching down uh, the Brooklyn Bridge and closing that. All these different places. Where did it all come from? And the answer along the lines of what Yossi was saying, the answer is, is that Hashem went. And the reality is, it's a Pusik in Yirmiyo. If anybody wants to see it, it's at the first parak, Pusik Yud Zion, where uh, the Beis uh, Levi Bitachan brings this, that he tells, Hashem tells Yirmiyahu, I am mobilizing the world against you. Hashem literally says, I'm sending their malachim, their kings, their mishpachot, Made Safon, and now Safon means the north, but the word Safon, you know, the Gemara over there in uh, Sukkot Nun Beis tells us that the Sahara, one of his name is Safon, that he's hidden. Hashem said, I'm sending you the enemies from Safon. I'm sending you the enemies from where they're hidden, from, from places where you have no idea where they are. It's like ice cream truck guy? You also? Like everybody <laughs> from like the most, you too? Right. I'm sending, why, why, for what reason? Hashem says, I'm sending them around you, the Pasuk says, and they're going to literally surround Yerushalayim. There's going to be a Meitzar around your whole, um, your your people, your land. And Hashem says, but don't, don't be afraid. Don't give in. Hashem says, if you're afraid, and this is what the base slave is trying to point out, if you're afraid, that fear itself will give them a platform to stand on to fight to hurt if you're not afraid if you have bitachon hashem says just tell klal yisrael i'm coming through for them i am coming through for klal yisrael and i'm going to defend and i'm <coughs> going to destroy all their enemies but the reason why i sent them says hashem is because you've turned away from me it's because you've looked in all other different places you see it's just the matrix it's just agent smith that's the way it goes right. over here uh that reference for everybody out there is is that in the matrix, uh, no, Hashem, no, oh, no I'm not Lord. even, how, how am I supposed to do Go this? How else can you explain this? Because when I was watching all, right. all the news, Jesse, I just saw Agent Smith after Agent Smith. Agent Smith yeah. is the bad guy who's always trying to go and fight the good guy. And whenever he needs more bad guys, 
He can go and change anybody, any person, a little old lady pushing her little carriage, or you can have an entire playground full of parents and kids. He can turn them all into Agent Smiths. All of a sudden, there's like, Rah! and they all just turn into these bad guys to go and, and to fight. And they see each other and like, huh, huh, chum, 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 and they just go start chasing. <laughs> they all everyone, go start running. Everyone knows exactly what you just said. Right? I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> yes. that, that, that's it. That's yes, very clear. And, and so they all go and they all attack. Hashem changes the entire world into Agent Smiths to wake us up. Hashem goes, and right. I mean, like, based on those Pesukim, and based on the fact that what does the world really want from us? Meaning, what are they so upset about at us? And by the way, it's disgusting. Their timing is disgusting, but their timing also has to show us something to learn from. Meaning, right. if let's say it was a random Tuesday that the world decided it's just hate Jew Day, to us, we'd be like, yeah, you know, kind of makes sense. It's hate Jew Day. That, that's just the... Uh... But they did it sticking salt in the wound of how much pain all of Claudiusrol, all the Jews around the world are reeling from, right? We're in so much pain. And literally within that, I mean, by October 7th, the next day or two, I was actually impressed with the world. The day or two afterwards, most places came out and said, yeah, yeah we denounced Hamas. Great. And then it took maybe 48 hours before the first one yeah. popped up and said, it's the Jews' fault. I'm like, what? seriously? What What do you want? And it, and, 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 yeah. and it literally, it reminds me of Rav Noach. They sent this clip around. But I remember hearing this clip from before and that 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 Rav, Rav Noach Weinberg, the, the Rosh Hashiva of Eshatorah <laughs> yeah. Vashalom, that very famous speech where he said, you know what the world is upset at us? They're just wondering, why can't you just die quietly? Why can't you just die quietly? Like, why do you have to make such a noise while you're dying? And literally, the world now is coming. But where's it coming from? Normal people don't think that way. And the answer is Hashem literally uses the whole world to wake us up. To wake us up to what? It's because right. the world actually wants us to be what we're supposed to be. The world wants us to be great. <clears throat> when the Jew is doing what he's meant to, when all of us are literally doing what we're doing now, I don't remember everybody being on such great behavior for so long. Have you ever been on such great behavior for so long in your life? No. <laughs> right? No, I it's... definitely never. I've definitely not been this productive in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> but just stop great behavior of <clears throat> watching anything like even for like a minute or two, you're like, you know, like a funny yeah. clip that gets sent around, like, I don't have time for this now. I should, I, I could be saying to him right now, you know, a any kind of a feel we're on our greatest behavior and it hasn't stopped. You know, the, the Yamim no rhyme are, are continuing. They're just still going. Uh, they're, they're, yeah. they're just still happening now. It, it has, and everybody's because there's greatness that we have and the world wants us to be great. The world wants right. I, to look um, at Claudius role for us to take our place. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm say, Claudius role now sees with this war, the casualties of it, the horrors of it. We, for the first time, are dealing with hostages, and we're crying and we can't sleep at night because of it. Yad Laachim has been dealing with hostages for way too long. And now, Yad Laachim just told me, that because of the situation in Eretz Yisrael, there are so many Jewish women with their kids being held hostage inside all different Arab villages around Eretz Yisrael. Now they've been doing this, unfortunately, for years. How the women got up there, who cares? Right now, there are Jewish neshamot that have to be brought home. And they're calling, and they're begging, save me, save my children. Yad Lachem can't say no, they just undertook another save. They just undertook another mission to go, and there are so many more that they have to do. It's our obligation now. There are hostages, and we know where they are. And we have the people on the ground to go and do it. They just need the impetus. They need us to daven, and they need the finances to be able to go out there to save them, and after they save them, to bring them back into safety, and then to bring them back into the community. There's so many different aspects to what it means to save a Jewish neshama 
to save a Jewish family, on. So right now, we need to be the power to give Yad La'achem, the hand that reaches out to our brothers, to give them the ability to reach out and to save so many hostages in Klai Yisrael. Now is the time that together we bring them home and that together they will finally be saved. Please take the minute right now to go to saveaworld.org saveaworld.org to help Yad Achim rescue Jewish women and children that need to be saved right now in this emergency campaign. Saveaworld.org is specifically for the two cent listeners. Let us rescue Jewish lives together. Thank you. I, um, I got a glimpse of, I think... And and there's like this. Uh, there's I I found out that there's a fear, Ari. I don't know if you've experienced this, and a lot of people are disagreeing with me. And I will. I hope I'm wrong, and I'll admit. I, I, I maybe it's just what I. But there is a fear going around of Mashiach, right? I don't know how we did this, but somehow, our <clears throat> modern, uh, current day Judaism, cultural Judaism has somehow even ruined Mashiach. And uh, people are running around like all afraid. Um, everyone's going to die. Everyone's going to this. And, and I, I, like so much of Mashiach is shrouded in mystery. And everyone's going on that one, you know, that one Gemara and Saita on uh, fine. Okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't parts of Mashiach that are gogamogog and things are going to be very, very difficult. I'm not saying that. But it is going to be the most beautiful thing that has ever happened to each individual person and obviously Claudius Yisrael as a whole. And we always said that like the Gaim are going to know then. The Gaim are going to know and they're going to either be our servants. I, I was never really comfortable with that whole uh, uh, concept that, that we're going to rule over them. And something about it seemed very, I don't know, not us, not, you know. And this past Friday, I'm driving because over it's, here. Well, well, on, uh, before you continue, it's because that's yeah, not it. what it means. No, it's because that's not what, right, what right. it means. It's not, can, can, can so I just I, throw so it? I, yeah, I, yeah, right. Right. Sorry. So Leo, I want you're to driving? So, no, I know where you go. I want you to do that right after. <clears throat> so I'm driving down Green Road over here on, uh, on uh, over here. It's one of the main roads, Green Road, on Friday. And there's this group um of african-american christian uh, uh church group a bunch of them and they're all waving and it's right by all the jewish stores like all the butcher and like all the, and they're waving these uh israeli flags and they have these big signs that say shabbat shalom and am yisrael chai and i as i drove by i felt like they were cheering me on for something and i think for one second i got like the idea of what it is, it's not that we rule over them, but it's that finally we and them recognize the effect of the Jewish people and the, what the Amhanivchar really means. They want us to be us because their world will be amazing when we are who we are supposed to be. Their world will will be at peace with no violence with, no, with none of this going on with no tragedy with none of this happening it's going to be this glory this beautiful glory and it's on us to bring that and make that happen i feel like in cultural current day judaism we've made it all about the jews and we've segregated ourselves so much from the world when we don't realize all of this is on us we're the ones who affect all of this and when Mashiach comes, every road leading into Yerushalayim is going to be fraught with them cheering us on, being like, they did it! They did it! They did like it. like we cheer on our soldiers, like we cheer on our soldiers, like we're going to cheer on a military, like we're, they're going to be there finally recognizing that we're, we're the ones running the show of fighting for them, of creating good in this world, of creating, of, of diminishing the chaos, of ridding the world of evil and pain and hurt and suffering. They're going to be cheering us on in that way. They're going to be happy with that as well. There's going to be a joy there to that as well. And, and I think it's a very, very, so like you were saying, yeah, it's, that's not yeah, So true. that's a thing. That's, that's, that's a thing. Paroi, Yassi, Paroi, he gets hit by 
Sarah's angels. You know, he tries to to take Sarah as his as his wife, and he gets hit left and right and left and right. His whole his whole <laughs> castle gets smacked around. What's his response? Pari turns to his daughter and says to her, Mutav, it would be better. It would be better for you to be a servant at this house. Go and live with Avram and Sarah. Then, then for you to be the queen of my whole kingdom. I'd rather you go be their servant. What does that mean? What that means is, is that he said, Avram Avinu talks to angels. They're supernatural. They're beyond whatever reality thinks humans are meant to be. They go the next level. They're connected to Hashem. Go, have that, be with that. Just better than to be any of the greatest over here. They want us to have that moment. On that day when they all say it's we're one, it's not that they're going to be our servants or anything else. It's not. They're going to say, what can we do to help? So that you can become the greatness that's lying within you to become. You know, if you or I or anybody knew um, some kind of a research doctor who, if he only had a year of being able to do his research, he'd be able to cure all cancers. It's just that he's a professor oh, wow. and he's also teaching. Are you okay? He, 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 he's yeah, also... I was trying to find a Chumash. Yeah. Ah. So he, yeah. so he's also teaching different things everywhere, and he has to tutor kids. The guy doesn't have time to sit down and do his research. If the world found out that there was a guy, and what what does he need to live? The guy needs $220,000 a year to live, to pay his mortgages, this is that. The world would be like, well, hold on a second, hold on a second. All we have to do is make sure right. that he has $220,000, and then we can lock him in a room and tell him, you do your research to cure all cancers we would all rally around them and give them the money so he can do that. That's what it means. They're all going to rally around us and say, you're God's people. Can't you just bring God into this world more like you're saying to bring priests and everything else? There and so when, we, so when we try to just be like them, when we try to show them that, you know, the Jew... What we do is we make a lot of money or the Jew is successful. We build big houses. Or we do, they're like, stop trying to be good at what we do in the physical world. Can you just become what you're meant to become? And so, yeah, Hashem will, look, Hashem is there by the protesters also. He's there with them standing. Ainod Movado means that there's nothing but God. That means God's with the bad guys also. What's he doing there? He's yelling and screaming. Could you stop trying to be like the rest of the world and take your God-given right and place inside reality, which is to be my people, so that you can be a light into the nations, so that you can become? So yes, and, and I'm going to put it back to you, but I believe this to be firmly true. You know where Hashem started it to show us your whole trajectory has to change? Your trajectory of what you believe success is, it has to change your trajectory of where you were going, what you thought would be literally success in this world has to change because if your kid went to Harvard or if your kid went to Cornell or if your kid went to Columbia, you thought you made it. You thought that your kid is going to become the next great doctor, engineer. You thought as a Jew, you thought that that was the greatest place for your kid to get to? Really? So let me, let me go ahead and show you. My agent Smiths, they're going to start coming from there. From those places that you held so high in such esteem, from those places I'm going to show you, that's not where you're meant to be. You're meant to go and become greatness as a Jew. Send your kids off to Bet Midrash and also to university to go learn a trade. That's fine. But it was never, as a Jew, it was never that the universities are the places that that's where we celebrate success. And the world was saying to us, yeah, that's <coughs> not where you said. Be great. Be hidden. And now people will be like, well, what does that look like? And the answer is, this is what it looks like. What's happening in the world right now? This is what it looks like. Where art school right. goes and prints 20,000 Gemaras and gives them out to all the soldiers everywhere that they're learning on the front line at the same time, where everybody's just knocking off the helm. I give this women's share, and generally they're all schmoozing when I walk in, and now they're all sitting around with the helm before and after. We are doing i believe the most incredible that we can now we can't pat ourselves on the back we have to keep on going much better but there's one more step 
that I believe we need to all have. And that's the next step. Like you were saying, people are afraid of Mashiach. We have a, a step of Betachem. And, and I can give it back to you now, but just a step of Betachem, of trusting that Hashem's got us, Hashem's got this. You know, uh, to really feel yeah. that there isn't anything that you need to be afraid of. Hashem is literally there with us right now, all the time, all the time. Just do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. One, I'm going to work backwards here on the fear thing first. Um, I know this has been said a thousand times. I don't know when this is going to come out, but when it does, it's going to have been said another ten thousand times before then. But I think the message is extremely important. This isn't just a war that's happening in Israel. Obviously, the whole world's at risk. I know. I, I know what I mean. Um, the the what we need to be afraid of if i may quote what we need to be afraid of is not the evil people who are trying to hurt us we need to be cognizant of them and we need to be safe there's no question but that's not what we need to be afraid of there is a fear there is something we should be afraid of over here and the satan on any special time so we know uh, the gemara brings down <clears throat> czar also brings down uh, uh friday afternoon the Satan has a, a very special gift that was given to him by Hashem of Tirda, that uh, that that people become very torrid in doing things, and they so that they can't because yeah. Friday afternoon we you can have an entire Yom Kippur's worth of tshuva happen for you on a Friday afternoon if you prepare properly, if you are ready for that, if you're ready to 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 go into that. But the Yitzhara said to the Rabbi Hashem, I, I can't. I can't compete with that. Like you're going to give them this entire uh, uh, thing on a front. So he gave, so he gave him Tirda to keep us distracted. I think over here, what Hashem gave uh, the Satan was the Satan was like, this is this is too powerful. You're literally lighting a fire under every single Jew. How many people? How many thousands and thousands and thousands of pairs of tefillin tzitzis are being worn right now? Like it's not fair. That's not fair to his job. I think Hashem said. I, I, again, I can't, uh, and I'm not going to speak for him, but the way it seems to me is that the response was, here's videos, social media, news, clips, and all these things. You can distract them. Maybe if you distract them, um, they'll, so I don't think uh, what we need to be afraid of over here is evil or the evil people because um, number one, they're always going to be there. Number two, we need to be cognizant and protect ourselves, but not be afraid. What we need to fear most is uh, the indifference of the good people. Is and I'm not talking about the Gaim, I'm talking about the Jews. The indifference of a Jew who feels that his entire being right now and his entire ability right now and and meaningfulness right now is to be able to catch up on the news and and find out what the latest thing that happened was, and you're sidelining yourself. So. When you know, I already mentioned that uh, uh, about Pare getting uh, getting the makas from Sarah, but uh, Rav Salman from Tarasimcho always used to tell us that there's an amazing. I never noticed it before he said it, but what did Pare say to Avram Avinu? It's amazing. Pare says to Avram Avinu when when he comes and when he realizes what happened and realizes that Sarah was really his wife and it, what does he say to Avram Avinu? He's getting hit. He's getting turns to Avram Avinu and he says. What did you do to me? What did you do to me? So I was like, I wanted to exactly. What did you do to me? Masalano, I think it was. What did you do to me? And Rabbi Solomon points out, he's like, What did he do to you? Are you crazy? Your country, your people are so corrupt, are so twisted. That if a husband would come in with the wife that you want, they'll murder him for her. That's, and, and who are they giving her to? They're giving her to you, Para. You're, you're the one who set this step. What did he do? You're the one who built this castle to do this. You're the, you're the, 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 uh, uh, I was going to use two words over there. I can't use, you, you, you are the, uh, a predator here. You're the problem, not Avram Avinu trying to protect himself. You're the issue. 
we need to never be able to fall into that state. And we need to look at ourselves and say, not Hashem, what did you do to me here? Not why did the Israeli go? Why did this one? How, how is it that in Columbia University, da, 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 we're the ones who set the standard. You know why they can beat on, on us like that? Because we walk around with our heads down. Who walk around uh, uh, low and dejected and embarrassed of wearing a yarmulke and embarrassed of, of, of what we do. So, so yeah, yeah, they get to, they, they they'll be able to come in because we don't even even uh, believe in uh, this enough. So that was the 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 first point. From uh, that I wanted to make from Pare that Marcel, no, 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 we did this. We are a part of this. We have a hand in this. This isn't to assign blame, and it's not because of our Averis. Before I get all the emails saying that it was my Averis that did it, because and by Averis they mean they didn't say they didn't they didn't finish the Tehillim train that uh, that they no, or even no, if it is a big Avera. That's not what this is. No, it's not that blame. It would be easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not and it's not blame. But you know what? It's not Everything blame. Would be easy. The second this happened, Ari, I'm not gonna lie. The second this happened, um um might see umptive. I was on the phone like a crazy person. Um uh, Lev Lachem could could back me up on this. Uh I was on the phone like a crazy person trying to get to Israel. To get onto the front lines, I wanted to fight. I, I, I just had this. I wanted to go, and I wanted to be part of the army. I wanted to. I was. I was literally calling everyone I know, motion of like anyone who knows anyone who knows. And Dave Stern, I, I called Dave Stern. I was like, Dave, I'm sure you have some sort of guerrilla unit underground. I went in, and I realized one of our band pointed out to me. Yes, you're going for the easy way out. Obviously, going there to fight is not the easy way out. But it would be for me, and the reason it would be the easy way out for me is because then I don't have to do what my real responsibility is. And my real responsibility is nowhere near as meaningful and deep and as going there to fight. But I have a responsibility I'm trying to avoid. So what this is, or what we move forward with, I believe from the Rabbanim and from everyone that I've I've spoken to and I've heard from is for us to re-remember our greatness and our effect as individuals and as a whole. So yeah, if you're, you know, why is it so easy for us to say Lashon Hara? Because we don't take our own words seriously because we don't take ourselves seriously. If you have that person that would feel like a million bucks if you included them in something you do, that would feel amazing if you gave them a call, and you're just like, ah, they're not my type. They're not my, and you go out of your way. Yeah. Now everyone's like, I would rather fight on the front lines than, than call my mother-in-law and do that thing. I would rather, I just fine, put me on the front line because our own job is a lot harder. It really is. It's a lot harder. I love my mother-in-law. I wasn't, that wasn't my quote, let's say. Um, <clears throat> the, our own job is a lot harder. We have to ask ourselves, am I being power right here? Am I saying what's being done to me here? Am I just yelling about how the world is persecuting me? Or am I taking the responsibility here and saying that I'm gonna unun. None of this stuff exists. None of it's real. This is all, like I already said, this is all the matrix. None of it's real. This is all the Rabbi Shalom and the Jews. And we can be massacring all of this from the inside out. We could be massacring this by being massacring ourselves, by strengthening who we are, by believing first and foremost in who we are, and moving that forward. Because if you were to ask any of those people that went running down there, and there's that clip that was going around that I, I'm sorry, I, 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 I have people proof all the clips that I watch because I don't want to see any of the the horrible things. I, I believe it's a din for me and Shmir, for me personally. I think it's a din and Shmir saying I am. But the, the, but the positive ones, there was one where this uh, news reporter went running for cover and the camera pans yeah, around. Right. And there's, there's all these press sliver guys. 
Not no guys dancing in the street. That's how we are. That's how we are. We're able to do that because we know what we are. We know who we are. All these people that went down there to make food, to serve food, what were they doing? They weren't just feeling helpless. I think uh, someone said to Rabbi Berkowitz in one of the shiurim that we were having with all uh, right, right after it happened. Someone said, Rebbe, he was telling them to, to, to be positive. And, to, and they were like, Rebbe, that's, that's nice. But everyone in America right now is walking around, uh, uh, I forgot the exact term they use, but walking around, you know, uh, alone, scared and depressed. And Rabbi Berkowitz said, well, then it's much better to be in Eretz No one's lost, no one's scared, and no one's depressed. They're all angry. And that's how we got to be right now. Not angry at the nations of the world, not angry at anti-Semitism, not angry. We have to be aware of that for sure. We have to be angry that we want to make a change, that we want to stand for something. We are no longer Arabis on the sidelines. We are all a part of this and we're all going to do big things, not just to pull us out, but to, but to stabilize us as Yisrael again. All right, look, I, I, I have to run off to school to teach. It is uh, started this uh, pr- pretty early over here. So to sign off, um, yeah. uh, this is something like in Parshish Bichukosaya tells us, If you keep your chukim, if you keep the mitzvahs, the next psukim say, five of you will chase 100, 100 of you will chase 10,000. So my sign off is just simply to say everybody that, like what Yossi was saying, your words are so powerful and they're so important. Your Torah is so powerful and important. And we see it straight up in Psukim that it says that if we keep to mitzvahs, we keep to the words where Telehu Rashi says is Amul Torah, you're toiling in Torah. The direct effect of that will be for what's happening right now. Will be for our soldiers five to chase 100, 100 to chase 10,000. That's the best of what we have. That's we have to look inside. And when Yossi was saying that 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 it's ourselves he wasn't he wasn't assigning fault or blame yossi was assigning more of what is our orders now what is our duty right now what is really the responsibility right now? the responsibility Rabbi always says what's moment, what's our responsibility what's, what's our responsibility to claw yisrael we're all feeling that responsibility and it's that responsibility that's going to really bring home our soldiers safe it's going to bring home bezat hashem so much joy to ourselves and that ultimately to bring Mashiach uh, to all of us so that we can show the world and more importantly to ourselves that we have the right place. All right, I got to go. Yas, have a great day. And everybody, (coughs) Bezat Hashem, take on that responsibility in the greatest way possible. Be safe, guys. Take care. And Bezat Hashem, next next Two Cents podcast is going to happen at the Kotel interviewing uh, Huna. (laughs) <laughs> Take That's care. Maybe Mishiach.